Aren't you having any breakfast? I'm not in the mood. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer. Clear. We are all clear. The boys of summer are back in town. Yeah, we. I mean, I'm far from being back in town. I'm currently <laughs> in. Um, well, well, your long lost cousins would say you're back in town. That's true. I mean, I'm currently staying at a place that is on a septic system and on well water, and so I'm not back in town. <laughs> Not even well, close. Just, just you're in your own town. You're, That's the, you're fair. the mayor of your own town there. That's fair. Septic we, town. Septic <laughs> town. I am in a village. It is it is accurate to describe it as a village. There are like neighbors within close vicinity. Um, but anyway, welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. This guy's my friend. I'm Aaron. You are. Um, yeah, so this is kind of we're we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants a little bit because I think um I think last episode that was recorded before I left town, uh, I I may have mentioned that we were going to do an episode on Alkaline Trio. I'm not 100% sure if I, if I said that or not. This is clearly not that episode, as you can probably tell by the title and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we're just kind of just, just doing things as we go. We will get the Alkaline Trio episode in here at some point in time, but I'm currently sitting in an RV in... Uh, on on the east coast of Canada, um, yeah, it's it's weird, man. We made it though. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, looking at Back to the Future. You back got to the the eighties. I mean, yeah, you look like you're back in the eighties there with the decor. Oh yeah, it's I, I mean, like it mid nineties. Oh yeah, you can see on our on our video screen the the TV up behind my head that doesn't oh, work. Well, actually, the TV works. It's just not hooked up to anything. Like I could turn it on and I'll give you a blue screen. And then, uh, but there's nothing hooked up. So, nineties, um, not bad. Yeah, good, good year to go RVing. Mid nineties, even. I think it's a ninety-five. Oh, just living the life. Um, just imagine cruising around that thing, brand new, Enema the state cranked. Well, it would have been four years old by then. <laughs> wow. What? You're, you're only four years old in the mid nineties? No, 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 no. I'm saying the RV would have been four years old by the time Enema of the State came out. It's a ninety-five. Oh yeah, right, ninety-nine. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking ninety-six. We'll take yeah, life that's... in general instead. There you go. That works well. <laughs> that works well. Uh, before we get too far down the road, full pun intended. Um, let's get our social media stuff out of the way. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at Growing Punk Pod, you can find our personal Instagrams and Twitters there as well. As well, we're on we're on Facebook. We're on we're everywhere. You can find us on YouTube. When I decide to post videos, we even got a website. But um, sometimes, most of the time, I forget to post things on that, so I don't talk about it too often. <laughs> but, yeah, well, everyone's only got so much time to check thirty different. Sites, well, exactly. So. Yeah, you. It, <laughs> what if you're not checking every single one of 
uh, our our sites, social media sites, websites, what have you, and you're not and fully out. yeah, and you're not fully <laughs> active and engaged on them, then what are you doing here? <laughs> you should yeah. at least be telling your friends about the show wherever you're listening to it. It's it's available on all your favorite podcast apps, but you know that because you're currently listening to it. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna. I think we're not gonna talk about specific albums necessarily. We're just gonna kind of do a very different episode where we don't really have a whole lot uh going on but i guess we could talk real quick about some new music that came out and what uh what maybe you've been listening to yeah it's been uh mostly heavier stuff um lately there was a, a new album by the band currents which is uh kind of a metalcore style band um and i'm c- connected with them because the guy who produced the album used to play in a band called for today that um uh, tour with years ago and uh yeah so i i always find that and i think i've mentioned this a few times on the show before i always feel a bit more connected to to an album that maybe i wouldn't normally check out or get into this is a band i would check out but um i listen to it a lot more just to kind of hear you know my friend produced it and so i wanted to hear kind of how it was and so i always like that aspect of an album there's just that one little extra thing that kind of intrigues you to to check it out Mm. Uh, there was another another album by a band called Lightworker. Um, it's they recently signed to Solid State. The album's called Fury by Failure, and that's been one of my my favorite albums lately. It's again in the in the kind of metalcore genre, but it's super melodic. It's mostly singing, and, uh, and I've known the singer for um, for a little while. We've connected um, multiple times and awesome dude he's really connected in in the music scene and and uh so really happy to see them get signed to solid state even though it's kind of a weird time to get signed and put out an album when you can't really tour and and do a lot of that kind of thing so yeah um yeah yeah no i mean some of the the things i've been listening to i mean the the big one i guess that we i know you were waiting for i was waiting for of course is a new uh, album from newfound glory which that Speaking of like a weird time to sign to a label and release albums and stuff, I believe, I want to say Forever and Ever Times Infinity was, was it originally pushed back because of COVID? I feel like it was. Yeah, because they wanted to have it in the stores, to right. have it in Target, and so yeah, just to give it some more time for people to be able to physically go in and get it. Yeah, and so I guess with that too, yeah, like the the specific thing was like the target release came with like temporary tattoos that were designed by Jordan. Um, oh yeah, cool. which I know he does some tattoo work on the side, so that's kind of neat. Uh, and I guess a reason for people to go into stores, I don't know how often you see that anymore. Like a reason for someone to actually go into a store to buy a physical CD, uh, it's not it's not very common these days. So it's kind of cool, I guess, that they were doing that. But yeah, they pushed that back initially because of. That's right. People, they wanted people to be able to go into stores. Um, another one I've been listening to, uh, we've kind of discussed this one a little bit, would be the new album, I'm a Wreck by Nate Parrish. I think that came out maybe the same day. Um, yeah, it was just this last Friday. Yeah. And then uh, another one that actually I think came out this last Friday too that kind of snuck up on me is the album The Avalanche by Owen. Of course, Owen is Mike Kinsella of... Um, American football, his kind of more acoustic sort of, I mean, I mean, he's, he's got more Owen albums than American football albums. So you might be able to say, you know, Oh, Mike Kinsella, you know, American football released an album. He's, he's that guy from Owen. You could 
more accurately say that he's been right. <laughs> more stuff come out under that under that name than anything else. But um, and then actually something that just came up that I listened to I think yesterday was the new uh, song from Knucklepuck. They've got a new album oh, yeah. coming out this year, which is uh, you know creatively titled Twenty Twenty. Um, as are a lot of albums or, or you know, a, a use of 2020 in their title this year. But, hey, they've got a new record coming out. And I also saw today, I don't know how I missed this, but that uh, Stand Atlantic, they have a new record coming out yeah. uh, in like a month or so, just over a month. So a lot of good stuff on the way. And, you know, I know you listen to uh, the new Newfound Glory record. So why don't we just talk about it for like two minutes real quick because we kind of, you know, had some thoughts. But what did you think about the album? Yeah, so what was interesting about this album is it leaked like in February or something, um, like as soon as they announced it or something. And uh, so I had kind of like briefly checked it out, but I didn't really want to. I kind of wanted to wait. And um, so I, I didn't listen to it fully until until release day on Friday. Um, yeah, I would say I, I really enjoyed it. I... I think I had pretty high hopes for it, just kind of based off of the the studio updates and what I'd seen on social media from them. And so I'm still I don't know if I have enough of opinion to say if it if it met that hype or hmm. um, you know they had just talked a lot about how they were kind of you know maybe going back a bit to their old style or you know it was just a really fun album they just did kind of whatever they wanted. And so it's always interesting when a band you know kind of is. Um, promoting an album as this is we just made an album for us this is what we wanted to make you know no expectations from anyone else so it always kind of puts that standard up because it's like okay well this should be like exactly what they want it to be and so it's always intriguing hearing people's um or bands you know representation of of what they want that to be so yeah um yeah overall i i really enjoyed it it uh i don't know if it left me wanting as more as I kind of was hoping for. I, I, I definitely liked it, but um yeah, I don't know if there was like a lot of songs I was like, oh man, I gotta go back and listen to that. Yeah. Um so yeah, fun record overall. Not my favorite Newfound Glory album, but again, that's okay. They got lots of other ones to pick it's, from. It's kind of interesting because if I recall, I feel like maybe it wasn't Newfound Glory specifically, maybe it was Hopeless Records, because I think it was released on Hopeless, right? Um but maybe is it hopeless? Now I'm questioning that. Uh, I, I feel like yeah, it is. I, I can double check real quick because I, I I I have it sort of oh, oh, on there. Yeah, yeah. Scroll down, scroll I down. Like oh, why doesn't it say? Labels a few times. So. Doesn't even tell me. But <laughs> I feel I feel like it's on hopeless. Anyways, regardless, um, they were talking about just how you know how good this record is. Yeah, hopeless records. There we go. Uh, how it's you know oh the best best newfound glory record in such and such amount of time or whatever. And so, I mean, like that does build a certain amount of hype, but at the same point, I also kind of, when I hear bands say that specifically bands who've been around for a while, I always kind of go, yeah, okay, whatever. Right. Um, and to be fair, this record, I, it's really fun. I think you said that in your, yeah. when you're talking about it, uh, musically, it's a lot of fun. Lyrically, it's kind of pretty trash at times like just like all right like that's but it gets stuck in your head you know what i mean like i wasn't expecting to be walking around singing shook or shook by your was it shook by your shaved shook head your shaved head yeah. yeah i was like what a <laughs> what a random you know like line or even the line about you know, i'm just mentioning kind of some of the singles here but um greatest of all time where he says uh uh 
the, the birthday cake? Or? Well, no, he just talks about the better than the 96 Bulls ever were. Jordan, Rodman, and Pippen wouldn't know what had hit oh, them yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I was kind of like, I mean, it's not bad, but at the same point, I'd be like, eh, whatever. Um, it, I just it's, feel it's like very lyrics like that aren't going to hold up to be as well. About that. Yeah, for them to be singing about that with The Last Dance being a big hit on Netflix right now, which is a docuseries about, I think, actually the 97 Bulls. Um, but so it's kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a fun record lyrically. It's, it doesn't do anything spectacular, but newfound glory never really did anything spectacular lyrically for me anyway. Right. Like, um, they were just always one of those bands who, yeah, like they, but at the same point, they never really had lyrics that I went, why did you write that? <laughs> like what? That's an, that's an odd lyric. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't necessarily need spectacular lyrics, but it does bother me when it stands out in a way that's kind of distracting. It's yeah. like, oh, it's just just on the edge of like being a little bit obnoxious that it right. kind of turns me off a bit. And it's it's been similar with uh, MXPX actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And similarly with their last album, they also said like this is the best MXPX album. This is the one we always yeah. wanted to make. And yeah, I'm always a little hesitant. It's like, well, you've got all these acclaimed albums. Like, yeah. are you saying those ones weren't like as amazing as everybody else thinks they are? And yeah. and again, lyrically, like Mike's kind of, you know, it's been a bit downhill lyrically compared to some of their earlier albums. And again, nothing, nothing terrible, but it's just, just enough to kind of be annoying where it's like, ah, like, is yeah. there nothing else or like? A better way to say that sometimes it's just a little too plain or too yeah and and that's what you would expect that's something like going back to mxpx something that you know i've kind of struggled with them for quite a while like um is that like sometimes mike will have some great songs some great lines and you're just like okay yeah like that's what i remember falling in love with when I really started liking the band in the first place and going back to kind of those peak, you know, life in general, slowly going the way the Buffalo ever passing moment years. Yeah. And then, you know, like something just kind of got like, yeah, whether it's just like lyrically just getting too generic um, or sometimes cringeworthy, like as much as the song Friday tonight gets stuck in my head, I just like some of the lyrics in that song. I'm like, really? All right, like all right, whatever. And and newfound glory kind of treads that water a little bit on this record. Where yeah, like sometimes lyrically, I'm like, really, okay. But you know, um, it is what it is. The record's still fun. I yeah. would I would go out and say that forever and ever times infinity is a more fun album for me than MXPX self titled album. Uh, yeah, was but but you know that is it is what it is. Um, yeah, if That's, I see it in a store, I'm still going to buy it so I can play it in my van. And yeah, there you go. It, it still has lo- lots of lots of good things to it. Well, you can and I'm ha- sure, like, with the lyrics, obviously they knew what they were getting into. So I don't yeah. know if it's they were just kind of like, let's just be super goofy and and whatever. Or Yeah. I mean, the yeah, record's called Forever and Ever Times Infinity. <laughs> like, it's... It, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it is what it is. But, um yeah, so so a lot of new music that came out that's that's pretty good, and uh, I you know it's funny, kind of getting into things a little bit here, just sort of an update on on my road trip, I guess, because yeah, for those that missed out on that, I drove this mid '90s RV that I'm currently sitting in, uh, basically across Canada, like we went from Edmonton in Alberta all the way to Nova Scotia, um, which is, it I mean almost as far as you can go in Canada. Uh, technically I could go a little bit farther, but we're not going to, uh, <laughs> but 
I was intending, I was like looking forward to this trip for the sense of, uh, for the reason of like listening to all sorts of podcasts. That was my plan, right? I listened to one podcast episode on the entire drive, which was the Talking Records episode on life in general, MXPX's life in general. So uh, kind of funny that we brought them up. But um, I just listened to music. I literally would take my phone and I mean, I wouldn't listen to music the entire time. Like I would, you know, for the first little bit, I wouldn't have music on because the kids were, you know, whatever, hanging out or we'd be all listening to the same, you know, music, whatever. But when I when I put my music on, I just took my phone and what I had downloaded on it, I just started in alphabetical order by albums. Mm-hmm. And went, so then I just knew what was next, right? Like, okay, add yeah. the, and, and, and work my way through. So I ended up listening to a fair bit of... Face to face and Good Riddance, uh, Jimmy World, like just a bunch of bands that <laughs> I got to. I want to say I got to the letter H, uh, on, like over the course of the drive. And so <laughs> the Good Riddance, I noticed, is like, man, they got a lot of records that were like sit early in the alphabet because there's a like I think at one point I went to like back to back Good Riddance albums and I was like, what the heck? This is something else. Or no, it was back to back Jimmy World and, but it was. It was a lot of a lot of fun and an interesting sort of practice to just be like, nope, this is on here. And some of it was like stuff I downloaded months ago that, you know, I hadn't I had I didn't remember was on there and I downloaded it because it was something I wanted to check out. And you know, I thought, oh well, maybe when driving to work or whatever, right? Um, some of them were downloads from like the quarantine scene episodes that we did and stuff like that. So uh it was, it was an interesting exercise to not even really look to see what was up next. Just kept hitting, you know, like play later, play later, play later, play later, and then let it go. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I don't know if I can do that. I have to kind of be in the mood for it or, you know, just to go alphabetically and just listen to whatever is coming up. Yeah. I find it hard to force myself to listen to something that I'm just not in the mood for. I mean, if it's all kind of in the similar genre, but if it's jumping around. Yeah. Like uh, especially on a road trip, because there's some stuff that's like I'm just not in the mood for when I'm out on the open road. And well, it was funny because the only thing that actually got played twice that I went back and put on again um, was the soundtrack to the Broadway play Hamilton. <laughs> it's the I don't only even know what that is. It's the only Broadway or the only musical I should say that I like thoroughly enjoy and the thing is it's a it, I think if I recall it's about two hours in length like the the soundtrack. And of course it like tells a story through the songs. Right. And so of like when you're driving and like listening to something, you kind of, it kind of gives you something to, um, pay attention to, I suppose you could say, versus just like being set in the background. But it was quite a drive though. Like, um, have you ever seen like any of the national lampoons movies or uh, like the vacation movies, I should say not just national lampoons, but like Christmas vacation or, um, I think it's family vacation and stuff like that. There's a family in it that show up in like a, um, an RV all the time. And they're just like total, like trash trailer, trash family sort of thing. And so like we were unshowered for a week, just didn't smell nice, just greasy, grumpy, <laughs> Uh, wearing the same clothes. Like the last day that we drove, I was like, screw it. I'm not changing my clothes. I'm just getting up and driving because we, we decided to make the trip in one less day than we had originally planned. And so like, and that was made towards the end. So I'm like, we're just going to get up and we're just going to go. And uh, yeah, so I was like, I'm not changing. I'm not, you know, doing anything. I'm just getting up and driving. And yeah, 
it was it was quite an experience. The fridge crapped out a couple days in. Oh, uh, brutal. Yeah, so we had to start like going through our food being like, okay, well, we don't have any of this anymore, so we can't do this. And we, you know, like, oh, we should probably throw this out. And so um, we got to look into that, see if we can get it fixed or something before we drive back. Otherwise, yeah, no otherwise we're just going to be eating like military, like meal replacement sort of things where it's nice. like all dehydrated food <laughs> and we just pour water in. Um, yeah. And then like, I'd say about 15 minutes down the road from my parents' house, the like, uh, the ac fan like stopped working so we like rolled up to my parents house with like windows open because it got so hot in here (laughs) it was it was great and we got to drive this thing back right so that's the other thing is we got to figure out a way to get it back but i think it should be it should be fine (laughs) well it should be a bit cooler by then too so hopefully it's not well no we're driving back in like mid-august it's not going to be any cooler. okay yeah never mind i guess well, you but, can just sit on ice packs, I guess, and that will uh, we'll figure it out. Man, I, I remember, yeah, being on tour in the south with no AC, just all of us in our yeah, gitch, yeah, just getting a cooler in the middle, and oh man, it was horrible. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's so great. That's <laughs> just all cr- get in the van, but um, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been quite a trip, um, and uh, you know, music music makes it so much easier, you know, like. Just putting on music and tuning everything out while my kids are freaking out. And be like, nope. my wife has to deal with that because I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, what well, I always say too, it's like I need, and, and I actually do. It's not just an excuse, but if I'm driving and listening to my kids whining, like it just makes me not want to be driving. Right. So if I have music, it's like I can just focus on what I need to be doing, yeah. driving safely. And so, do you now when you're driving long distances, do you wear headphones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always wondered like what the legality of that is, like if it's legal or not. And so before this trip, I like I, I mean if it's earbuds, it's one thing, like no no one's going to see you as you drive by with earbuds right. on, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you've got like, you know, like huge headphones on driving down the highway, I've always wondered, it's like will a cop pull you over? And so I actually asked a friend who is he is in uh, like a police officer or whatever. He's like, "I mean, deaf people drive so if a cop pulls you over for it, he's really just looking for a reason to pull you over. That's, right. That's fair enough. He's like, yeah, he's like, no, you can, he wears them when he drives. I'm like, all right, cool. We're good to go. Yeah, unless, you know, they're trying to pull you over and you're so distracted by it that you yeah, yeah. can't see or hear them or whatever. Oh, exactly. That's what I was expecting. I was going to be like driving down the highway because I'm driving this big RV. You know, I can't, I don't have a rear window that's also going to be like, oh, if there's lights behind me or whatever, I got to be constantly checking my mirrors for that. And so uh, I was like, that would be the one thing where, you know, if I don't look and I was like, how long? I wonder, I wonder how long I could go for driving down the highway if a cop was trying to pull me over for some reason and me just not know they're there. <laughs> Yeah, that would Cause be like, embarrassing. Because, like, I'm not passing anyone, right? I'm going, like, 90, and so I'm not really ever passing. So I'm not worrying about shoulder checking before making a lane change or anything. I'm just staying in my lane and going, you know? So, yeah. like, if someone actually pulled up behind me, there's a good chance they could sit there for a little bit before I'd even notice that they're there. But I assume flashing red and blue lights or any kind of flashing lights would grab my attention. But Yeah. It was a, yeah. Um, it, was, it was a journey. So I, I got a question for you here. Um, so just we were just talking about new music. Do you find that bands that you enjoy, that if they're still putting out new music, that you still find yourself getting as excited about it as their old albums? Can you think of any bands that have recently released something new 
that you were just as excited about as as an older album? Like or we, is it you like the albums you already like? If you like the new stuff, good. But if you don't, that's okay. Right. Like, how old are we talking about? Got to set some well, parameters. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, um, if we're talking about, like, bands that I listened to, like, in high school and therefore, like, shortly out of high school, you know, like MXPX or Newfound Glory, or I'm trying to think of bands. Uh, or like Blink or. Good Riddance or Blink or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like bands that have released stuff that you know, that are still releasing stuff that I listened to in high school. Um, like, do you see, find yourself being disappointed with new music? Even, you know, your, your expectations still high. You know, say for yeah. newfound glory, like there's, you know, five plus albums of theirs. I absolutely love. They could release mm-hmm. nothing else good and I would be happy, right. but I'm still anticipating new music, even though it's more or less in the same genre and, you know, not a yeah. whole lot is changing. Yeah. I mean, I, to an extent, sure. Like, because I, I, I'm always curious to see, you know, kind of like, oh, what are these bands up to now? What, you know, where are they at as far as their, you know, their level is concerned, or whatever you want to, however you want to gauge that. Um, the only band I can think of recently that I actually got excited for a new album coming out would probably be Jimmy Eat World for Surviving, like their latest one. And I was I mean, just gonna say that. Yeah, and it made my – it was in my top five last year for sure. Um, like, I really enjoyed it. However, having said that, like, there are a couple albums before that I wasn't that huge on, right? So, I mean, I don't know. It kind of – I guess it kind of depends. Like, MXPX, going back to that record, the self-titled album, like, I, I for sure, you know, like, helped, like, back that one on whatever, Kickstarter or whatever they used – um, but when it came right. out, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, all right, that was fine. You know, I appreciated that there were some nods here and there on that album that I think were kind of look, you know, like saying, I, like, I feel like they made that album for their fans that they already have. I think I've said this about MXPX. I don't see them out there trying to win new fans yeah. as Very much cool. as just trying to like, yeah. you know, keep going with the fans that they have, which is cool. And you know that yeah i don't know there's there's not a ton of new albums from artists that have been around for a long time that i'm super excited about unless you know it's maybe them you know a band that was you know bro like that broke up for a while and then got back together or something you know that i might be like oh what's this new music gonna sound like thinking back longer than that then you know i look at say like when dashboard confessional was going to start releasing music again and i mean that album crooked crooked shadows whatever it was called um yeah something like that yeah it was it was okay you know or like even sticking with chris caraba when he got back together with further seems forever and they released an album like i was excited about that and it was okay but i yeah i don't i don't think i really get super excited over those old bands now releasing new stuff. Cause it's also sort of been a while for a lot of them that, you know, they've been putting out records that have been okay. Right. Like, um, right. You know, none of them are coming off albums that, that knocked it out of the park. Uh, you know, I'll probably now be excited for the next Jimmy Eat world album again. Um, that might be the only one. It's funny. Like, sorry, I'm just rambling. But face to face, they're they're supposed to be working on another. Yeah. Album okay. Too. So th- that'll actually and be their one. last one was awesome. Yes. That that's actually a good point because it's funny with face to face because I feel like I didn't really super connect to. Is it protection? Is that what it's called? 
Um, yeah. I didn't su- yeah. like really connect with that record until the Live in a Dive album came out. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh man, this song's really, oh shoot, that's off Protected too, like, or Protection, whatever it's called. Um, like, yeah. oh man, like, yeah, that is fantastic. Or I guess Mill and Column was one that, you know, released a new out like a couple years ago that I was, when it was coming yeah, out, I was sure. looking forward really to good. it. Good Riddance, Thoughts and Prayers, it was a good record oh, as so well. Good. I wasn't excited looking forward to that one necessarily um but it, it had been a while i think since i listened really to good riddance when that one was coming out but um yeah so i mean i guess it kind of depends on where i've been with that band sort of more recently right like yeah if they're completely off my radar if they broke up if they're a band that i've been following from album to album it's all gonna vary i guess and kind of on the the opposing direction, so I, I had a situation this week. I was listening. Uh, one of the guys from Less Than Jake has a podcast um, where he talks to musicians about a specific song that they wrote and just about the songwriting process. And so he had on um, another member of Less Than Jake talking about a song that I was vaguely familiar with, but it was on an album that I didn't really get into, and I, I really liked Less Than Jake. And so I went back and I listened to that album and it was so good. I kind of felt like an idiot that I had just kind of missed that album. Um, it was one. It was the one that came out after uh, Hello Rockview. It was called Anthem. And it's just such a great record. And so I always like that too. And, you know, something brings me back to so we're saying like looking forward to new music versus going back to old music that I kind of completely missed. Mm, yeah. Um I it's it's funny that you brought that up because that was something I was talking about uh, with someone just the other day uh, because I, d- I don't necessarily do it so much with like listening to podcasts necessarily because I'll admit when it comes to podcasts um, I mean I guess this could happen but if I'm going to tune into something it's more specifically because like oh yeah like let's talk about the talking records life in general episode that specific one. I was like, Oh, I want to listen to this because you know, I love that record or, um, really love this song or war or what have you. So like to kind of like get something out of left field with a podcast is a little less likely for me. But one thing that I always find myself, um, I guess like falling into is if I'm reading a book. So I've been reading the book post, uh, over the past week or so, which is by an author by the name of uh, Eric Grubbs, I think is his name. Um, but it's about like the influence of of post-hardcore. So it talks about, it starts like kind of in the early days talking about some of those Discord Records bands out of the DC scene. So, you know, like starting with like Ian MacKay and Minor Threat moving into like Embodiment and, you know, um, uh, wow. I can't believe I blanked on Fugazi, <laughs> like the main <laughs> the main band that they spent a lot of time talking about there. Um, and, you know, just kind of like as, as post-hardcore evolved over the time, jumping into different bands. So the way this book is written, like that first chapter is about Discord Records. So it's about a few different bands and then, you know, how they uh, basically eventually became a couple of core bands. But then it moves into like talking about um like jawbox and then talking about sunny day real estate then jawbreaker then you know like going through these bands over the years and so each chapter as i'm reading i'm just like oh yeah i haven't listened to this band in forever or you know they may mention something much like how you're talking about on the the less than jake podcast about a song or album in particular where i'm like oh man i never really never really gave gave that a chance i really should go listen to it um 
or in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, discovering new old music, right? Like, um, so that's something I really love with books, especially. And I've, I discovered, I'm like, oh, I'm totally like the guy who just likes reading, um, you know, like books about emerging sort of scenes, right? And like how something became something. So, you know, like looking for that one being about post-hardcore and then one I read more recently called Nothing Feels Good, which was kind of a little bit of that, but also more on like the straight up sort of like just like stereotypical emo side of that. Um, And then, you know, just like reading about whether it's different musicians coming up that played roles or whatever. And so like getting me to go and listen to all these bands, um, like the, the the only time I ever listen regularly to minor threat, for instance, is when I'm like reading these sort of books where they play a large role in something. I'm like, Oh yeah. And go back and listen to them again. But, um, so it, it is really kind of interesting and just having that different like insight, whether it's through a book or a podcast, like an interview sort of thing. Um, for sure or even a documentary for sure like takes my appreciation or enjoyment of a record up another notch i think to kind of like picture some of these things as they were happening type stuff yeah it makes a big difference to have somebody that was a part of creating the art yeah um you know, give insight to it, right? Because if I just listen to a song, I just take it for what it means to me or what yeah. I think it is or just whatever my brain automatically thinks from hearing it. Yeah. But then you hear somebody else. I mean, there's been so many albums and bands that I've listened to, you know, on podcasts, whatever, talk about an album, and I go listen to it, and I'm just that much more attentive versus just kind of putting it on and making my decision based on whatever I think. Yeah. And so, yeah, I... I I really love those outlets, like you said, whether it's a book or a podcast or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of hearing that background. I mean, sometimes, you know, it doesn't always do it. Sometimes it will be like, oh, okay, well, that almost makes me connect with it less because I'm just not interested in that topic or, or whatever. But just hearing where it came from makes kind of makes all the difference in forming an opinion. Sure. And I think, yeah, like, hundred percent. And I think going back to sort of like my point on like reading books or documentaries or whatever, when you kind of get to hear or read or whatever, someone's, um, way experience as, you know, like some of these scenes or whatever, were kind of emerging and growing and whatever, you know, like, uh, one that gets brought up a lot is obviously the, like the Bay area scene, which green day came out of and actually, right. Uh, Jawbreaker played a big role in that scene as well. Uh, and just hearing about, you know, like what those shows were like, or if you want to go back further reading about again, like the eighties hardcore scenes, whether it was in new, like the East coast in, in DC or in the, on the West coast, whatever. And it's like hearing about them growing and what was happening. And then, then to go in and listen to that music and go like, man, I wonder what that would have been like, you know, because growing up, I, I, I went to punk shows, but I was never a part of something that would become like influential sort of thing or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's kind of neat to sort of go in and read and learn about those things. And then, yeah. And then it, w- with streaming services now, it's so very easy for the most part to be like, Oh, I'm reading this book. They're talking about this record specifically at this time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to that while I'm reading it. And while, you know, whatever. So 
I'm super thankful to be living in a time where that's a thing. Otherwise, you know, I'd probably be losing my mind. The first time I can remember doing that was reading the Dave Grohl biography. And because oh, yeah. a lot of the early stuff they talk about, he came from that DC hardcore scene, right? Like before joining Nirvana and stuff, he was playing in other bands uh, and touring and stuff. And so hearing about bands like Fugazi, like I, I, I remember the name being a thing when I was going to shows and listening to music, but I never saw them and I never owned anything by them until reading about it in a book. Right. Like, so yeah, it's kind of neat how, how that can happen. So um, maybe we'll convince people, not that we were ever, you know, quote unquote there for anything, but just by talking about records we enjoy, we can convince people to be like, Oh, right. I should check that out. Yeah. Well, and uh, it was that a few weeks ago when that Fury by Failure by Lightworker came out that Alan was talking about at the start. That same day, um, the singer was on a, a podcast talking about the album, and I just loved, I listened through the interview, and then I listened through the album right after, and it just was such a, a cool pairing, like, because you would just hear, you know, l- lyrics or different things that you just heard them talk about. And it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's how they pieced it together or right. that's what they were talking about. That's why they love that part. And I just, I mean, that doesn't happen super often where, you know, the same day, you know, it will it will pair like that. But, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, I, I love that. And, and I would say there's probably lots of times where it, that doesn't happen where it's like, well, I'm just, I'm not interested in the band or the album. It doesn't matter if I hear all the insight. But, I mean, if there's some interest there, having that background just heightens that well it's interesting because even like when i look at um you know some of like the vinyl reissues i have let's say for for like classic albums whether it be diary by sunny day real estate or whether it be uh the first you know uh, lp by american football where you get these like liner notes and they just have all this like added sort of stuff especially like you know how x x number of years down the road looking back on you know because obviously when these albums were released they weren't in that very moment necessarily thought of being like something that was of great importance it was just a band making music that was you know trying to trying to figure it out sort of thing right but then to be able to like go back in the band be able to like write in notes I, it's something i've always enjoyed and it, it just gets even better when you know, you can sit there and you can listen to them talk about it, or um, you can just again read about it. Whatever, like it's it, there is there's definitely a, it, it for me. It adds another layer to enjoying the music, and it doesn't even have to be like, oh, what's this song about? It could just be like, oh, by the way, you know, when we recorded this horn part, um, we actually did it this way or whatever, and you can hear that yeah. on the recording. What it, you know, just as a random, you know, sort of example, but. Um, yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah, and I love hearing. I was just listening to uh, Jim Adkins from Jimmy Eat World on uh, Lead Who's Singer that? Syndrome podcast, <laughs> and uh, and he was just one thing that I, that stood out to remember is you know some of the songs off of Lead American that they just came together. You know, they wrote it in like ten minutes. You know, just yeah. they had the riff; it came together super easy. And so, just those little tidbits. It's like, oh, I, I mean that that's a big hit song to them it was just kind of at that moment yeah you know it was just kind of a whatever thing but again just those little insights of like man like that's a huge song and it just kind of came together out of nowhere it's great that you bring up bleed american because uh we were sitting on the back deck with my with my mom earlier today and she has like this bluetooth speaker that we've got a we set a pool up and whatever it's been really hot and so 
she'll just like play music over this Bluetooth speaker. And it's usually either like sort of like if she's in the mood, like Caribbean sort of stuff, you know, like she's like, oh, I want to feel like I'm on vacation. Or if she just wants it to be mellow background music, it's always like smooth jazz sort of stuff. But she got up and left the the table on the deck and um, she left her phone and it was sitting there playing music. And I was like, I wonder how long it'll take her to notice if I like go on her phone and switch the music to, I was like, to something else. And so I put on Bleed American and um, it was funny because I guess what ended up happening, we ended up leaving to go, uh, oh, my dad was... Um, taking some of my kids around on the quad and then he asked if I wanted to drive like the side-by-side sort of uh like you know off-road cart sort of thing right like go up behind him like in the woods or whatever and so we we took off and we we went for a drive and uh I came back and my my mom apparently she like said to my my oldest daughter she's like oh when she noticed she was sitting there for about five or six minutes like what is this music why is it coming from my phone? And she checked it and she's like, oh, your dad must have changed it. It's Johnny Eat World or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's hilarious. So she liked it or she didn't like it? You know, I don't know what song was playing. I'm sure some of them she would be like, oh, this is fine. And then other songs she would probably be like, what is this racket? Right. So like, <laughs> I'm not sure which which song was playing and if she actually liked it or not, but um, she thought it was kind of funny that I went on and changed her music. And then I thought it was hilarious <laughs> that she called Jimmy eat world, Johnny eat world. Yeah. <laughs> the co- the cover band mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh man. But, uh, yeah, no, I love reading about me. So I, I went ahead and ordered other books that I'm like, all right, these will just show up when I get home. Um, I had this one shipped here because I wasn't sure if it would arrive when we were gone uh, like the ship date or whatever. I was like, oh, I might want to read that when I'm at my parents'. So it actually got here before me, though. I got here and it was on my the bedside table or whatever. And so I was like, oh, sweet. Started reading it. I can't, can't so, put it down, man. It's good stuff. Where where did you come across that? Actually, what, what got you into yeah, finding that? Speaking of Jimmy Eat World, um, Eric Grubbs was a guest on Jimmy Eat Pod. Um, and so they had mentioned it on there. Uh, I think he was a guest. He was either a guest or they just brought it up. Something that's I heard about it on Jimmy Eat Pod. And so I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then I ordered it. And then when I was like reading like the synopsis, I was like, man, this sounds like it's just going to be the same as I just I just finished reading not too long ago a book called Nothing Feels Good. And I was like, it sounds like it's going to be very much the same. In fact, they cover some of the same bands. I'd be curious to go back mm-hmm. and like side by side them. But this book I found to be kind of like, I don't know. I've, I've really, I don't know if it seems like it's telling more of like a, an actual linear story, the way he's like going through it. Um, like obviously some of these bands overlap as he goes through them. It was never like one yeah. ends and the next starts sort of thing. Right. But, but like just as they sort of like one band was f- dwindling off and finishing this one's moving in and sort of thing. Right. But um, I've actually found it to be pretty interesting, pretty good. So um, it like in, it, it 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 made me order a couple more books anyway that I'm like all right just gonna go further down the rabbit hole so I ordered um, our band could be your life I think it is or my band could be your life one or the other hmm. but it's it's a that's a book I I heard about long ago I was at a record shop in Edmonton uh, called Permanent Records which is no longer around I'm trying to think what's in the store now it might be a a hemp shop but anyway. Um, 
I was in there and I was just talking to like the, the store owner, the shop owner, and he brought up this one book and I was like, man, that sounds cool. And he had it there and I didn't buy it. And so I was like, I spent years kind of going like, oh, I wonder if I could get it from the library, but the library never had it or anything. And then never could find it in bookstores. So finally I just was, as I was reading this, it got, it kind of got some comparisons into how they're sort of delivered. So I was like, all right, I'll order that. So I ordered that. And then I also ordered, uh, please kill me. I think it's called, which is like an oral history of punk rock. So that'll be interesting as well, but we'll have to see how that goes and however, and what other bands I, you know, start sort of discovering for the first time or going back to. Yeah. There's very few books for me that, that really get me engaged. I mean, that, that history stuff is cool, but I don't know. I, I'm just such a non-reader. I, I do, <laughs> however, love reading musician biographies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love the Travis Barker one, and yeah. even ones like uh, the Marilyn Manson one. P- pretty weird, but uh, definitely intriguing. I, I love, you know, whether it's reading those books or watching the documentaries. You know, yeah. I recently watched the Garth Brooks documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. on Netflix, and and uh, yeah, just love seeing even if it's not music i'm interested in but just kind of seeing where it came from yeah well it's interesting because like a book like post for instance is kind of like you could almost look at it as you know like a series of you know like mini biographies of bands sort of thing right because like this one each band sort of gets a chapter and you get to hear about you know how they came together and you know what went into some of their their biggest most memorable moments or whatever and it's just kind of kind of neat to be able to read it through this sometimes it makes me go oh, i wish i wasn't done with this band yet because there's more i'd like to hear and then that's when you know other books i guess come into play and you just keep ordering more books <laughs> yeah it's been uh I, I don't know i can't remember the last time i ordered a book and it's and, too uh, bad because it I was, might never happen again i was <laughs> I, I was gonna start a book exchange with you i was gonna start mailing you books and you can mail me books and we could start a book club but not now <laughs> well, we, can, we can still mail books i just won't read them. you just won't read them <laughs> you'll mail my I'll wife's mail it got to you. stacks of books i'll mail to you no problem <laughs> i'll mail it to you and then you'll wait like a day or two and then you'll just put it back in the mail <laughs> do you find with books that you read them more than once it's funny because i mean the argument for for buying a book outside of i guess like supporting an author or whatever and and like hanging on to books would be to read them more than once right I don't know if I have a single book I've read more than once. Um, yeah, that's just so weird to me to just have stacks of books. Yeah, and because and, you like them, but they don't really have a use. Every few years, actually, no. There's one book that I've read more than once that I can think of off the top of my head. That'd be High Fidelity, um, and I mean, I read that book in the first place because I really liked the movie. So then I read the yeah. book, and then anyway, uh, apparently there's also a TV show, High Fidelity, which was like I just found that out the other day. I think they're like, there's one season I think is out. I was like, dang, I want to, got to find that. Um, but yeah, I like, I hang on to books with the intent that I'm like, oh, maybe someday I'll read this again. But the thing is, is like, maybe if a book took me, if I was a fast enough reader that, you know, maybe a book took me a typical book, just a couple days, then maybe I could see myself rereading books. But because I only read in like short spurts and, you know, like a book can take me a little bit. Like on this trip, I've been finding, you know, kind of more time to do some reading, mainly just the way the days have kind of played out. It's like, okay, uh, I'm able to grab some time and read. But typically like 
my main reading time would be at bed, right? Like as I'm sitting in, like if I want to read or go to sleep, that's the question. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it does get tricky. So I, I don't really reread any books and every few years I'll definitely go through and I'll get rid of a bunch because I'll accumulate books, whether they're bought brand new or they're purchased, you know, like from thrift stores or whatever. Cause like books, when I go to a thrift store, we've talked about thrifting a little bit, but I go to a thrift store it's basically, it goes like the, the hierarchy of thrift store items for me are like t-shirts, CDs, and books. Like books are kind of like the third where I'm like, if I can't find a t-shirt or any t-shirts and I can't find any CDs that I feel like buying and my wife is still thrifting, then I'll go look at books. Yeah. And so I accumulate some that way too. Yeah. I just feel with books, you have to be intentional with them. You know, yeah. music you can just put on when you're doing whatever. Totally. But a book, you got to sit there and, I mean, unless you got an audio book, which I don't know how... How amazing those are, but I mean, yeah, and I've I've listened to one or two audiobooks. I can't, I don't really ever do it because part of me is like, well, I mean, if I'm gonna listen to someone talk, I'll just listen to a podcast sort of deal, right? Yeah, so, something interesting. Yeah, because like <laughs> bo- yeah, books themselves, I'm like, I'll, I'll I'll just read it. I'll find the time, and it, as long as it's engaging enough, I've de- I don't know how many books I've started that I never finished, right? Like just because, like in one of probably the the you know like. Um, biggest sort of like uh, strikes against me as far as reading books are concerned that a book I should have read and should like swear by at least at one point in time I feel that I just can't and never have been able to is 1984 by George Orwell I've tried multiple times to read it and I know like I remember being in high school and just people talking about like how great this book was and uh, and no, all this stuff that good. and I, I tried <laughs> I tried like I started it, I owned it for years and started it multiple times. I think I just recently got rid of it finally going like, I'm never going to read this book. But my problem with books is if I start reading it and then I stop for an extended period of time, I can't just pick it up wherever I stopped reading. Yeah. I got to start it again, right? And so that just like tacks on more time and whatever. But um, so, yeah, sorry to all those people who think I should have read 1984. I just couldn't do it. I do remember reading that in school, and I I did not get the uh, the pointer idea of that. <laughs> I read but, a- Animal Farm in school. Yeah, same one. Yeah, or um, same. Yes. Um, and like in a in my high school band that I was in, we actually had a song called "Beasts of England," which was taken directly from Animal Farm. There was like a uh, a poem that was written in it, um, and. Uh, yeah, so we like had this song called Beasts of England that <laughs> it was kind of we called it like it was like the choruses were like this straight up just kind of like fast hardcore punk sort of thing, right? Like I was yelling, it was fast. And then the the verses were like this like it was just a straight like ska sort of guitar, but I never changed um it was just the same chord the whole time. So it almost like came off as like a busy signal <laughs> like on the phone or whatever cuz like eh, eh. Eh, eh, right and then like our <laughs> our second guitar player was playing a guitar riff behind it and yeah it was we we referred to that part of the song as like the party part because then our drummer he had this this like drum lick that he was playing that involved a cowbell at different times and it was like it was just like got kind of chaotic it was fun but man, um, hardcore punk ska and cowbell <laughs> yeah man that's that, uh that, that's a band <laughs> that i don't know if i could get into i gotta see if there's a i gotta figure out if there's a way i could send you like i have um like the six song ep that we recorded in that band i should figure out if i can send it to you uh because like i i 
I put it in my iTunes on whatever computer years ago. And then so on Apple Music, it just like syncs to my phone. So I don't know. I got, I'd have to figure out if I could share it with you because I don't know where those MP3s are, right? But um, I may be able to technically re-download them onto my computer or something and, and try and send them and we'll we'll do a <laughs> we'll do an episode where we cover my my very mediocre high school punk band. <laughs> yes. I'll 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 digest the lyrics and yeah, explain yeah. what I think they mean. Well what you have to do, this would be the challenge if we ever did this, you'd have to figure out, okay, which specific band influenced this song. <laughs> That's what you would have to do. That could be fun because there were there were songs that we were like, okay, specifically we want to. I mean, uh, bands would do this, right? We're like, oh, I want to write something that sounds like this band. I want to write something that sounds like this band, and whatever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll do that someday if I can ever figure out how to send it to you. I know one of the files, the like opening track, has a digital corruption issue on it or whatever, so it has this weird sound that plays partway through it. That's just like a static, and it's like, oh, and it's very jarring, but. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see, man. I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. It'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's super late here. I was looking yeah, out your I was window. Say you better get to bed. It looks like it's still light out your window. And uh, is that a window behind you? Uh, He's like not... looking around. Oh, uh, yeah, partially. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I'm a little nervous to go outside because there's been a bear, a couple bears in the area. Um, and they come around at night and they, uh, you know, they, they go through the garbage and whatever. And so I'm like, it's about a, I mean, I'll say it's about 75 feet from the RV to the door. So it's just like pitch black. So I'm like, I'm just expecting when I open the door to leave that there's just going to be like <laughs> oh man, a bear. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> I can't see out the windows cause it's so dark. So I'm just like, you know. If if you don't hear from me, that's what happened. I got eaten by a bear. Um, but we're gonna just lay on the the air horn the whole time. Yeah, break <laughs> up the whole house. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're gonna wrap it up there. Um, <laughs> it's been a, a a great episode, a random episode where we talked about starting a book club. So things things were accomplished. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram, as I mentioned before, at Growing Punk Pod. Uh, our personal Twitters and Instagrams on there as well. Uh, wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, that kind of stuff. Tell your friends, and uh, yeah, we'll do this again sometime. So bye bye. Later, homies. Check our shitters, honey. Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. He ought to know it's illegal. It's a storm sewer. If it fills with gas, I pity the person who lights a match within 10 yards of it. <laughs>